Yeah. And welcome to episode 399 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Jonathan Brisby was killed today while helping with the plan. It is four years since our departure from Nymph, and our world is changing. We, not, we cannot stay here much longer. Jonathan was a dear friend. I am lost in knowing how to help his widow. She knows nothing about us or the plan. Perhaps best that I do nothing at present. I shall miss him. Jonathan, wherever you are, your thoughts must comfort her tonight. She will be waiting and you will not return. Farewell, my friend. Nice. Yes. <laughs> oh, the opening lines of The Secret of Nymph. The Rats of Nymph. Yeah. What a glorious move. Like, I mean, the book's fantastic, too, but like, that's Don Bluth at his fucking finest right there. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's like beautifully animated. It lo- looks gorgeous. Yeah. Tells Not the tale. Great. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I miss I miss that movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I've got it on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting up I'm sitting up here. I'm up in my bedroom tonight. And uh like I'm looking over at my movie collection, like and I'm like kind of thinking like, well what, what movie can I, I use a quote from? Uh-huh. And like at the top for some reason I've got like it's like the Muppet movie, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. The Transformers movie, the 25th anniversary edition, Coraline, and then there's Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, ah, there's one I can take a line from it. You know, that'll yeah. harken people back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More than likely people are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about Secret of Nim? What the? Jesus Christ. You're old, we know. Get over it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so how are you, sir? Mm, better. <laughs> better? You, you were bad? Yeah, I reacted to the vaccine. Did you? Wow. Yeah. Do tell. Yeah. Well, I, um, I felt good the night we did the podcast. Yeah, I remember. Like we, you know, we talked about it, and you were like, you know, other than some soreness in your arm, you felt fine. Yeah, I woke up the next day like death. Oh wow. Yeah, complete. Uh, uh, um, I felt like I had the flu. Yeah. Um, I felt like Kathy Bates came over and knocked my ankles. Oh. I mean, I was wow. every joint, every joint in me hurt. Down to my fingertips. Yeah. So it was, that was rough. Uh, through fever to about 10.30 that night. Um, yeah. Hot, cold, turn the fan off, off, on. Yeah. That whole thing. So it was rough. It lasted around uh, 
Well, I didn't feel symptoms till 24 hours after the shot. Right. And then it was another 24 hours before I felt normal, somewhat normal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So 48 hours, I guess. I don't know. I didn't feel anything that night. So I'm starting from when my symptoms started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you woke up the next day sick as a dog. Yeah. Which is a good thing because, you know, I felt that way around 8.45 Sunday night. Really? Well, you know, by that point it was 28 nothing Browns. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't watch the game. I, that's how bad I felt. Well, I, I mean, that, that would have, I certainly would have understood that. But, yeah. uh, like... I was watching, like, at the time, I was trying to edit the, the podcast, and I was watching the game on my phone, and Nancy's sitting there, and she's just jabber-jawing away, and, like, I'm just, like, cut, like, I, I got pissed, like, I'm just, like, I cannot fucking believe this is happening, like, it'd be one, it's one thing to lose to the Browns, like, okay, like, if they were lost to the Browns in a competitive fashion, I would be like, ah, okay, that, that, that can happen. But right. like to go down twenty eight nothing in the first quarter, it's like just like get pimp smacked like that by the right. Cleveland Browns is just it, it's it's inexcusable. It's it's an offense against God, you know. Right. I was just like, good lord, this is just unexcusable. Like, why 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 am I doing this to myself? Like why am I like allowing myself to be like angered? Like I just turned the game off at this point, and uh, you know. I turned it off for a little bit, and then I turned it back on, and I'm like, oh, they're going, they're going on a comeback. I can feel it. I can, you know, because they started playing better, and yeah, match got shit canned, and I was like, motherfucker. I mean, you know, oh, just made me sick to my stomach. It was pretty sickening. Yeah, they had a good comeback going too. They did. They did. Like you felt like it felt like. It it felt this is this is a rough description, but it felt like the comeback they had they were mounting against Green Bay in Super Bowl forty five. Yeah, like you felt like they've got the momentum, they're starting to swing it back. Here comes Ben and Mendenhall fumbles. Right, right, right. And that was like the end of the game. And this is the same thing. It was just like it felt like okay, here comes the comeback. They've got the momentum, and then the defense took the field and shit the bed. Yeah, they did. They did. I mean, you just have to put it all on the defense. I mean, you know, Roethlisberger throwing what four, four. picks does not help at all. No, but still, I mean, it was just like brutal. And then on top of it all, I'm getting trolled by Bengals fans. <laughs> not not Browns fans, Bengals fans. Right, like, right. That's a power move, like right there. Like you, you want to live vicariously through the Browns. That's fine, but I mean, fuck. Yeah. Like it's not the Steelers' fault. The Bengals suck. Yeah. You know. It's not the Steelers' fault. You know, Carson Palmer has a bad knee. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, it was pretty depressing. It was. Like to the point, like I like had to disengage for a few days from like all sports talk whatsoever. Like, cause the last thing I want to hear is like anybody like just being like, "Well, we told you it was a fallacy." You know, they were frauds at eleven and zero. Like, no, they. I don't think they were. I, 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 you know, I think it was just one of those deals where like. I mean, they ran out of gas. It felt like, like, it's like. Uh, well, there was a lot of pieces out of the puzzle missing as well. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, the, the offensive line played like shit. Excuse, but there was a lot of missing pieces in the, in the last five or six games. Four. Five. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking Devin Bush, who is going to be one of the all-time great middle linebackers in Steelers history, probably. Yeah. And, you know, and you throw in that at the end of the season, like the last four or five games, like losing um, Bud Dupree. Yeah. You know, that didn't help. You know, I mean, so, I mean, there, there, there are things where you can, like, you can say, like, but, like, everybody has that. It's just, unfortunately for the Steelers, it's two studs. Right. You know, and the defense still played relatively well down the stretch. Like, but, you know, like, that offensive line stinks. You're right. It does. Like that offensive, like it's <clears throat> like if I'm rebuilding this team, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping Marquise Pouncey retires. Yeah. Like let's get rid of you, you know, Villanueva. I'm sorry, buddy. We're not going to resign you. Thank you for your service. You're a good guy, but how you doing? Keep it moving. You know, um, it, 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 like that whole offensive line just needs to be rebuilt. Right. You know, it was like the second half of the season, their inability to open holes for like, everyone's like, well, they, they just refused to run the ball. No, they couldn't run the ball. Right. There was a reason why Roethlisberger had to pass 60 times a game because they couldn't fucking, on, it was first, on first time they're running the ball and they're getting like, you know, one yard. Right. They're losing two. Right, right, right. You know, guess what you're doing on second and third down? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, and Penn still threw for like 500 some yards. Yeah, you know, 500 some yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad day. Yeah, I'm just so the four picks is not good, but yeah. So here's here's a big question you've got to ask yourself. Like like we discussed it early in the season. James Conner, great guy, amazing story. You know, he's a pit man. I love him to death. You know, you're going to be a free agent. Yeah. You know, sorry. Yeah. Um, but the other big name, like the other guy that you got to look at and say, do you keep him or not, is Juju Smith-Schuster. Right. And I'll be honest, he can get to stepping. <laughs> yeah. I and I don't say that like don't get me wrong. I think the TikTok bullshit is bullshit. I understand I'm not part of that generation. And so like my viewpoint is gonna be that of like a grumpy old man. Yeah. But like the TikTok stuff it's bullshit. It's got to go. You can't be dancing on other teams' logos. Yeah. Midfield. You can't be doing the horse shit you've been doing. You know. Right. Settle down and play football. I know you're trying to build a brand and you want to, you know, 
and maybe football's not the most important thing. You probably want to retire by the time you're 30 and be a you know an internet millionaire or some shit. And I get that, and good for you. You have a plan, and I appreciate that. But at the same time, man, football is football. Right, right. You know, you want to piss people off, give them give them shit like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but the other side of it though is, in all honesty, in my opinion, you know, with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and uh, Washington, you've got three stud wide receivers. Right, right. I don't need Juju Smith Schuster. Right. You know, and he's a great kid. He's a, he seems like a good guy, and I like, I love him to death and and everything else, but. You know, I I don't think in 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 this salary cap you can afford to keep this guy. Right, right. You know, so because you've got to sign guys like T.J. Watt. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to sign one of the best defensive players in the game. <laughs> right. You know that there are less of him than there are of you, Juju. And I've got three other guys that I think I could replace you with. Right. You know. Especially Claypool. Yeah. I mean, Claypool's going to be a stud. He is going to be an absolute fucking stud. Deontay Johnson has shown he may be the second coming of Antonio Brown without being a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, and Washington's a solid third receiver. Like, extremely solid. Like, you put him in that third receiver spot, I'm happy with him. And, and I think the, the other thing the Steelers have shown is they can go to the draft and they can find a guy in the third round, fourth right. round, you know. Right. They have a they have a magical touch when it comes to finding wide receivers in in the mid rounds that turn out to be studs. Yeah. So you know, if I'm looking to save money, which the Steelers need to do, you know. Love you, Juju. You're you're a great kid, but you might be want to taking your talents to to LA. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We got to get rid of. We got to trim the fat here. <laughs> I mean, and it's, and it's it's just like it'll be one thing if I looked at that. If I, like you 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 take the bullshit that comes with him, and I hate to call it that because I mean he's just trying to have fun. Like yeah. it's it's different from Antonio Brown, in a way, and I understand that. But at the same time, it's still bullshit that causes trouble. Yeah. And like, if it, if that was the only thing, like if it was just like I looked at that wide receiver core and said, oh, man, there ain't much behind him, you know, then I'd be looking at like, let's sit down, let's talk this out, you know, what can we do to keep you? But we need you to make sacrifices on this whole TikTok and Instagram shit you do. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's one thing. I've got three guys sitting behind you that I have nothing but the utmost faith in that are cheaper than you. Right. Because you're going to command a hefty price on the market. Yeah. You know, like we look, the funny thing is that you look at him and you say, like, man, he had an off season this year, you know. He really hasn't shown he can be a number one. He had over 90 catches and 10 touchdowns. Right. It was the quietest 90 catches and touch, touch, 10 touchdowns anybody's ever had. Right, right. Like, you just didn't see – like, what the problem was is yardage wasn't that great because, you know, 
we're throwing the ball three yards to you down the field. Right, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that got old real quick. Especially when when defenses started becoming aware and like starting planning for it. It kind of like, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like. The, the problem know? becomes if you have no threat of a running game and you never throw the ball deep, then yeah, the safety is going to be eight yards off the ball. Right. But the second you did that in the Indianapolis game, the second you decided to uncork it and go deep, all of a sudden everything else opened up for you. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like it's just the God's honest truth. Right. Even Mason Rudolph. You know, I mean, against the Browns in the second half of that game, he started throwing the ball deep, and all of a sudden things started happening. Right. The short passes opened up because now the safeties have to back off. Now the linebackers have to play off a little bit. They have to respect everything. Right. But when all you do is throw the three-yard hitch all day long, yeah, that shit's going to get eaten alive. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was very yeah. strange. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, the, the Steelers are getting rid of – or they, they didn't – they didn't sign Randy Figner because his contract was up. He was the offensive coordinator. Right. They showed him the door. And apparently they're saying that they're that Matt Canada is going to be promoted from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. Yeah. Now I like Matt Canada a lot. Uh uh-huh. like he was the offensive coordinator at Pitt when um James Conner was there. Yeah. He was the offensive coordinator at Pitt when Pitt upset number one Clemson in Clemson. Yeah. You know, like, so if you want to, like, just look at Matt Canna's resume and see, like, what his offense really is, go back and watch that game. You know, Pitt versus Clemson, because that's what you're going to yeah. find out. Like, this is what the the, the Matt Canna offense kind of is. Yeah. He left Pitt to go to LSU, and... He was there for one year, and the head coach got fired, so, of course, he loses his job. Right. He went to Maryland. Maryland ended up having all that, that scandal with the, the young man who died because of uh, dehydration. Right. And uh, they fired the head coach, and he became the interim head coach. Led them to a pretty decent season, and they almost upset Ohio State that year. Yeah. So Matt Cannon is a very good coach at the collegiate level. <clears throat> I think, and they were, you know, he was he interviewed for the job in in Miami, from what I understand, the the offensive coordinator position there. Mm-hmm. And my thinking is, he is great for a young quarterback fresh out of college. You know, who um, who has like some mobility. I don't know how his offensive mindset translates to a quarterback like Roethlisberger. Right. Ben is not a move the pocket type of guy. He's not, you know, like there's a lot of motion that's involved with his offense. There's a lot of putting the quarterback in motion with his offense, getting the quarterback out on the edge, letting his athleticism take over, let him throw the ball down the field, shit like that. Shit that Roethlisberger doesn't do. 
Right. You know, so it's a great offense if you've got a Tua Tyavongaloa. You yeah. know, if you got a quarterback like that who that you it's a perfect offense. I can see why Miami talked to him. Right. But I'm not like unless the Steelers are, are planning on picking a quarterback this year. They're look they're looking to go quarterback at some point again. Yeah. You know, I'm not quite sure why you would hire Matt Canada. That it it's his offensive mindset just doesn't click with the type of quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is. Well, maybe they're looking at future. They have to be. Yeah. They have to because he he'd be great. He would be phenomenal with a young quarterback. Like if I had a if I was if I was getting like a Trevor Lawrence or somebody like you know one of these young quarterbacks coming right out of college, that's the guy I'd want because one he's been at the collegiate level for quite some time, understands the collegiate game. And we'll be able to work with a quarterback who has that athleticism. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We we will. <laughs> so did you watch the first two episodes of WandaVision? I did. What did you think? Um, I, I liked it. I, I figured that's the way they were going to go with it. Yeah. Um, um, but I did like it. It's very different. It, it's really different. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but it's, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, there's not really anything on TV like it, but there right. is, but there has been. You know, it's in that vein of, like, the Dick Van Dyke show and the Mary Tyler Moore show. You know what I mean? Like, the, like so yeah. far, it's kind of, like, in that kind of vein. Um, but I did like it. I, I liked how it's in her head, the craziness. Do you know what I mean? Right. At least that's the way I'm interpreting it. Yeah, like, I, I'm intrigued to see, like... I'm intrigued to see what the end game is. Like what what has happened to Wanda? Right. You know. Um, but I did like in the episodes where they showed that psychotic break. Yeah. Like within her own head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When the guy was choking. Yeah. Or the helicopter. Or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, like you're seeing Wanda come out. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I like that. I, I like that. Uh, I don't know. I like where it's going. Hopefully it ends well. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully the story carries it through. But you just have to be patient with the storyline. That's all. It's one of those shows that you have to watch and just be patient with. I think the thing I'm, I, I found myself doing very quickly was my interest in what the 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 sitcom storyline was had no interest for me whatsoever right i found myself very busy looking at everything around what was going on and trying to, to interpret what clues were we were being left what breadcrumbs are there right, right right you know like not just like i mean yeah the hel- the helicopter like the, <laughs> the the mini helicopter thing like I'm looking at that, and you know, and that's in stark red and you know, Iron Man red and gold, and 
It's got the the sword logo on it, and I'm like, okay, that's that's something. But also just like little things like, okay, what does this character mean by that, and what does this character mean by this, and does that have a secret meaning behind it? And like when the when Dottie broke the glass, her blood was red in a black and white environment. Right. You know, like little shit like that. I'm like, okay, what what's this all? Like I'm, I know there's a puzzle to be put together, and like the the hokey sitcom aspect of it is lost on me because I'm too busy looking for the pieces of the puzzle. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that. I, I but I do like the sitcom aspect of it. I yeah, it makes it funny. I, I like I, you know Paul Bettany is really good in it. Yeah, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Like I. I mean, Especially like the second episode. I thought the second episode with the bewitched takeoff was better. Right, right. Yeah, and the, like the whole thing with like the gears getting gummed up and like that that was funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Bettany's fucking amazing. Um but I'm just in like I'm, 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 it's lost on me a little bit though because I, I am looking at the bigger puzzle, right? And like, and because I know that's what that is. Like that's the problem. It's like I'm looking at this like, well, this isn't what this really is. I want to find out what this really is. Right, right, right. I know. You know. And, and the story is kind of leading you there slowly. I mean, it's only two episodes. Yeah. But um, I think it's pretty well written. I, I like the I like the I like it well number one I like it because it's different. Yeah. Um, at first I didn't think I was gonna like it because I was like oh, I figured this is what they were gonna do and um, but actually the more I start watching the more I start appreciating it. Do you know what I mean? Right. So which led me into the second episode which I liked a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah I'm excited to see what what's coming. And I, I think like artistically I've appreciated. I think it'd be really, really fucking simple to like just go in and computer graphics the shit out of this and make it look like an old timey sitcom. But they haven't done that. They have used, like you could tell, a lot of like the same filming techniques. Yeah. Like, like the moment, like, and I love this moment because, it, and it's an odd thing to like say, like I appreciate this, but like when they when they're sitting at the end of the the first episode and vision, they're talking about not having rings and vision. Yeah. Well, can't you just create them? And it's like that moment, like their hands are there and it's like, there's a, a blink and then like the rings are on their fingers and you could like, you could tell it was like a, there was like a, just a slight little shift in the where where their hands were. Like, so like the camera stopped, they put the rings on and they started the camera again. And yeah, somebody yeah. moved, like you know, it's shit like that that like you. I was like, okay, yeah, that that's kind of cool because it would have been just really simple to just do a special effect and the rings are there. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah Instead, they did it. They did a, a camera stop, put the rings on, and started the camera <laughs> back on. Right. They did it properly. Yeah. Which is what they would have done in, you know, 1957. Right, and I like the fact of the you know. I like the use of powers things too. I, I like the whole thing. I like yeah. her in the kitchen. I thought that was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the certain things she's doing. I, yeah. I, I, I appreciated it actually. 
Yeah. It's just different. And that's what I think that's what I wanted. I wanted something different, but I was afraid it was going to be 10 times worse than what it is. And it's actually pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I like it. So, we'll see. Yeah. How it I, yeah. It, it's been very good. And, like, you know, but it's been very good because you're right. It's different. Like, it's it's not a superhero show, but it is. Right. It's just telling the story in an entirely different way. Yeah, it's telling a story all inside of her head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or is it? it? Like, you know. It like, is. Well, I'm, I'm positive. It has to be. It wouldn't make sense any other way. But here's the thing. How was that per, like, at the end of the first episode, somebody was watching that ep- that, that show on TV. No, I, I get that. So it's being broadcast. Like, there's some, somehow this is being seen. Because like that person was, they closed the notebook and on the on the notebook cover was this, the the uh, the logo for Sword. Right. So like somebody had watched that on t- on a TV somewhere, and not, they were taking notes on what took place. Yeah, or is it from her mind? Is her, is she astral projecting? Right. I'm, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean that, I... that's a possibility. She's astral projecting it, but it's being but it's being on broadcast TV. Yeah, but is it broadcast TV or is it just closed circuit TV? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is she broadcasting that in a lab somewhere? I mean, I don't know. Um, that's the thing is, like, you know, at the end, is she going to become, you know, when they start back up again, is she going to become the anti-hero? Um, yeah. You know, I I don't know. It would make sense for her to go that path. Um. We'll just have to wait and see. Right. I mean, there's a bigger picture involved, and WandaVision is definitely part of that. Yeah. Not to sound corny, but vision. But, like, the, the question becomes, like, so is this just her having a mental break? Is she being held by somebody? I don't know. Like, and we have two. Clues are. Right. And that's, what, again, uh, so that goes back to, like, so you have, like, the two commercials. The first commercial is for a Stark Industries product. All right. And the second commercial was, you know, Baron Von Strucker with, with a blatant Hydra logo right there on that damn watch. Right, right. You know, so, what, you know, but then at the end of the second episode, you have the beekeeper, you know, and it's like, well, speculation is that maybe that's uh, an agent of AIM. Yeah. You know, like, was AIM somehow resurrected? You know, or is she being held by like a a revised version of Hydra? Right. You know. And uh, when did she get caught? Right. You know exactly. I mean? There's so many things that are. Yeah. Or did she suffer the mental break? Right. And that's what she's at now. Yeah. I mean, did she have? I mean, you know, was this long time coming after Vision was destroyed? Right. Do you know what I mean? I I don't know. It's just. Like, was the helicopter a drone of some type that was sent in by an agent, like, by S.W.O.R.D.? Right. You know, there's a lot of questions here that are like, you're like, okay, um... Right. You know. <clears throat> it's very intriguing, though. I mean, I, I really like it. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I enjoyed it for what it was because I looked at it more as a puzzle than I did as like two episodes of TV. Right. You know, and I'm trying to like, I'm that's strictly how I'm looking at it. It's like, okay, this is a puzzle that needs to be put together and you have to pay attention to every little thing that's taking place. Right. Right. You know, cause anything could be a clue as to what's really going on. Right. You know? Yeah. I, like I said, I, I like it. Yeah. I'm good. With, I'm like, I, I'm, Looking forward to the next episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But with when's uh soldier supposed to start? I wanna say in March. That's dressed. Yeah, I'm curious about uh um I'm curious and like weirded out by uh, that. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how I'm going to be into that. We'll see. I like Falcon, but I don't like Falcon that much. And like, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to carry that that show. Do you know what well, I mean? Like, I, what I'm intrigued to see is like, I don't think WandaVision is going to give us a clear vi- clear picture of what the world is after Endgame. Right. Falcon the Winter Soldier will. I think that's going to give us a, a clearer picture. Like, like fucking um, the second Spider-Man movie. Like, that was, like, too close to, like, post-snap. Like, like the, po- the post-re-snap. Right. To, like, really get a feel of what the world is like. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier will give us a clearer idea of that. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I, I just... Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it may be good as hell. It might be one of the best things on TV. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by the Winter Soldier. Right. Um, But if he's going to play this fucking Robin character to Falcon, I just... I don't think he's going to play that Robin. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I don't think he's a sidekick. I, I, I think they're... I think the basis of it is really going to be Sam's reluctance to take the mantle. Yeah. You know, and meanwhile, like, the U.S. government, like, I mean, you know, it's no... There's no... It's no uh, hidden fact, you know, or secret... That like U.S. agent is a big part of this storyline as right. a replacement for Captain America, right? You know, so like th- there is uh, like how does Sam kind of come back or come to the conclusion that he's the one who needs to take up the mantle? You know, what's going to be Bucky's role? in the world going forward. Cause he's always been kind of a f- fucked up right. guy anyway, you know, even he admits that, you know? Right. So like, I, I don't think it's going to be like a hero and a sidekick. I think these are, it's going to be, you know, two men trying to come to grips with their own realities at this point, post Steve Rogers, a guy they both revere. Yeah. And I, I just don't know how you, uh, I mean, that's the question, right? I mean, how do you live up to Steve Rogers? 
You don't. <laughs> you don't. Exactly. And, and you can't. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. You know, like, it's just. There's too many pieces of the puzzle missing with Captain America. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, superhuman, that whole deal, the whole thing. The... Like, how does Sam even handle it? Like, and you've seen it in the trailer, but it's like, he can't even throw the shield right. He'll right. never be able to. But yeah, because he doesn't have the physical strength to be able to. Right. Right. You know, I mean, you go all the way back to Civil War when Spider Man's like, yeah, Mr. Stark told me that thing defies the laws of physics. <laughs> you know, it's because he's Captain fucking America. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Any he's other mortal man as... throwing a shield can't do that. <laughs> right. He's about as strong as Spider Man is. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yes, like his strength is like superhuman. So, I mean, like, I just don't. Uh, I don't see how it, you know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I like see him. Don't get me wrong. I just don't. I just don't see him leading that. I. I just don't. No, neither do I. And maybe that's the point of the story is like, hey, I'm just trying to be me or. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. I'm not trying to be Captain America. Right. Whatever. Exactly. I, I think that's it too. Like I, I don't think it's going to be a. Uh, here's the Falcon, the replacement for Captain America, because I think the government's trying to do that with U.S. agent. Right. 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 Here's the next Captain America, U.S. agent. You know. No, right. I, I. But I think it. It's got to be Falcon finding his place. Amongst the Avengers. Yeah. You know. Whoever they may be. Yeah. We shall see. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the season finale of Discovery? Yes. What did you think? I liked it. I'm not sure what Saru's doing. Did he just take off with that kid? Yeah. To that planet? Yeah. Like on sabbatical or the, the the assumption I've heard is that he is going to be an ambassador. But is he's he also taken No, I don't think so. Like, I I, I, mean, I, I, mean. I don't know, like I I because I think I think they put they they I I mean obviously from the look of how this, this played out, I don't think the producers knew if there was going to be a season four or not. Okay. Cause of the way it played out at the end. Yeah. And I think like at CBS was like, um, uh, fuck, fuck yeah, there's going to be a season four. What do, what do you mean? This is you, 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 you made a finale. Right. Can you, right. Back, can you back that out? <laughs> you know, they're like, well, no, not really, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. So I, I that's how I think happened. Like, cause the way that 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 season finale played out at the end, like it felt like a series finale. Yeah, it did. You know, it's like here's Saru, here's this, here's this, and Burnham takes them off to you know, and that and that was it. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess, you know. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, but I I think you're, I, I think okay. I mean. First of all, I think it would be a shame if you wrote off Doug Jones. Oh, my God. I mean, he, I love he's been, 
he has been a beyond stellar character on this show. Right. But in the tradition of Star Trek Discovery, every good captain has to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know. Orca, go on. Yeah, Pike, Orca's great. Pike, oh, he's supposed to be on Enterprise. Right. Through, get. <laughs> you know. All right. So. So now it's Burnham. Yeah. But like, I, I thought overall... Like again, like, and I hate, and I hate to say this, like the, the stuff that was taking place with, on the dilithium planet with, you know the, the the guy and him yeah, being yeah. like, you know, I I could give two shits about. Right, right, right. But everything that was taking place on Discovery and the Emerald Chain and er- all that shit was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> right. You know, like I was all in on that shit. Yeah. Well, that was an integral part of the story. Yeah. I mean, in the stuff on the planet, though, wasn't yeah. it? was an integral piece of the story. It was. I, I get that, but it was just like, you know. Mm. No, I get it. I mean, I get that part of watching it. Yeah. Like I said, it's sort of like for me, it's that uh, it's that whole um, Lord of the Rings analogy. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like everything else, but once they start focusing on the Hobbits, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, and I, I hate to say it because, like, you know, Doug Jones acted his ass off, and the guy who plays the Doctor, he played, he acted his ass off, and like everybody, like. It what it, it was just a bad storyline. Yeah, I didn't really like it. Either. Like you know, that was the problem with it. Like it wasn't a problem with the actors or anything else. It was just a bad storyline. And like at the end of the day, like the mystery of the burn, this thing that crippled the entire galaxy for a hundred and fifty years, was because a kid lost his mom. <laughs> right. You know, and that's I was just like, fuck. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's like next generation level stuff. Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Yeah. You know, and it kind I hate to say it, but like as much as I enjoyed this season, like that that aspect of it, which was such an integral part of this this season. Yeah. Brought the season down for me. I could see that. Like, I don't know what I wanted the burn to be, but I didn't want it to be this. Right. Like, I wanted it to be some sort of nefarious plot, I guess. Like, you know, something like some, like, the Vulcans were blaming themselves because of a science experiment gone bad that they thought... It happened at the exact same moment, so it's our fucking fault. Like that's how I wanted to be. I wanted to be like, okay, these 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 fucking this Federation ship goes there. They're supposed to be trying to find a way to mine this dilithium. This, and they fucked up and caused the burn. Right, right. Not well. This child was born on this planet, and he kind of became attached to it somehow. And when he, when he had a temper tantrum, he destroyed you know 
every piece of dilithium in the galaxy. Right, right. You know, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> but, and the only other disappointment for me is the fact that they killed um, Osara. Yeah. Like, I wanted her to escape. Did it? I did. Like, it... It was like one of those things where like she is such a good villain. And this is the one thing I will say about Discovery. They have found ways to make great villains for the yeah, season. And Osira has been a fantastic villain. And right. you know, Janet Kidder deserves all the credit in the world for making that character phenomenal. Um But man, I wanted her to survive and, and escape. Yeah. And be a thorn in the side of Burnham next season. <laughs> right. Or like be be like the 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 new Giorgio. Yeah, yeah. Like that person like who's like telling Burn, I'm like, I, I know you. You know, that, that you're not this goody two shoes that you try to play up to be. You're not this federation, you know, so and so. You're you're Michael Burnham. You know, like right. I, that's what I, I wanted something else from this character other than her just like you know going out like that yeah you know yeah i liked it i like that character too i i thought she was really strong yeah uh, yeah i don't know what i don't know they'll figure out some kind of baddie all the baddies they've gotten have been really good yeah especially georgia <laughs> yeah georgia i really liked um i think it was just the way she talked to everybody do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but I liked uh, what's his name too from the first season. Orca. Orca was just man. Oh yeah. Yeah, he I mean was he was amazing. phenomenal. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you're gonna live up to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but they did, and they've. They've successfully done it. I thought, like I said, I thought what's her name was really good too. So, yeah, it's a shame she moved on. And uh, well, you know, <laughs> book, <laughs> fucking that guy's like, you know, he's talking shit on Grudge <laughs> at the end of that fight. He's like, she is a queen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that badass? That was. And then everyone looked at me, and I'm like, that's his cat. <laughs> yeah. I, in the house, you know, I was like, hey, yeah. what what's he talking about? I was like, that's his cat. That's his main coon cat. Yeah. He loved that thing. That, that monstrous cat. <laughs> yeah. That was good. She is a queen. I'm like, yes, you tell him, book. <laughs> right. I like that character, too. Oh, yeah. He's been an amazing addition. Yeah, I, I really like that character. So, yeah, they've mixed it up in the right places, put it that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, like I said, I don't know if I uh, agree with Saru leaving. I think Saru needs to be part of that ship. Um, you just can't get rid of Doug Jones like that. I know, that's the problem. Like, I, like Man, there's a part of me that's like. a lot of the show on his back as well. There's a part of me that's like I'm glad I'm happy to see Burnham finally get in the chair, but there's also a part of me that's like, man, that's that's Saru's ship. 
Right. You know, uh, you know, eh, mm. plus I just, I just, I like, I mean, I like the character obviously, but ob- I mean, part of it is like, I like Doug Jones's portrayal of that character. Right. I, I a, a great deal of that character is Doug Jones. Oh well, yeah, for sure. You know, did you notice when he was, um, human, when they showed him human, mm-hmm. um, did you notice how he walked? Oh, he's still like he. I heard him talk about it. Like he still tried to keep like that Saru walk a little bit. Yeah, because that's how Saru. I mean, even though he's in a human form, it, he was still Saru. Yeah, right. So, like, he he tried to keep little aspects of Saru in the human form. Yeah, isn't that great? That's just the brilliance of Doug Jones. Yeah, yeah. It would be easy to just like, okay, I can play be human. No, no, Doug Jones is still like, well, I'm still Saru. Right. So I have to do things that Saru would do. So like that, that, that the way his arms would go, the way his head tilts and st- like, like shit like that is still Saru. And that's how he's played it. And it's, it's fucking, that's a guy who's in makeup all the time, knowing how to make decisions like that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know. Right. Even though the makeup's off and he gets to be Doug Jones, you know, he knows he still has to like do those over exaggerations. Yeah, you know that's the bro. That's the brilliance of Doug Jones. Yeah, I loved it when I saw it on screen when he was walking away. Mm-hmm. At one point, I was like, "Look at his hands." I was like, "Yeah, he's still." You know, he's still Saru. Yeah, you know what I mean? like I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm very intrigued. Like I I'm looking forward to seeing what the next season brings. Right. You know, um, you know, uh, it's a great show, I, and we're blessed to have it. You know, and uh, you know, I, I would encourage anybody who's who you know, it's worth the money to get CBS All Access. Not only to get that, but then you get Picard, and then you get Lower Decks too, and you right. know. You know, say what you will. You know, I, I I will give Paramount and CBS this that they're doing Star Trek right. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I mean, it's it's phenomenal what they because it it would be so like I mean, you look back at the history like and I I mean I know at the time like you know Next Generation is phenomenal but it it, it kind of wears as cheesy and next in the original series it kind of wears as cheesy and shit like that but uh you know they, they've really done a very good job of kind of doing modern storytelling and making star trek feel relevant again right right you i know? agree i'm not i'm not loaded down with techno mumbo jumbo which is what star trek always seem to get bogged down into right you know it, it's I feel it does a I feel I feel it does this. I feel it does a very good job of being Roddenberry Star Trek. Yeah. But at the same time appeasing somebody who wants, you know, a little less science and 
political, you know, like, you know, cause that, that, that's all Star Trek always was, you know, it, right. it, you know, it, it was so, talking about social stuff, but also being like an action fun show to watch. Right. You know, I think it does a, does a very good job of bridging that. I gotta tell you this story because it fucking amazes me. Okay. So I went. I need to go take Nancy's car to get inspected today. Yeah. And um. So I take it down to the the shop. And uh. Yeah, I sit in the waiting room, and I walk in, and there's one woman in there. And she's got the, her mask pulled down over her chin. Okay. I'm like, yeah. like whatever, you know. Yeah. I go over. I, I sit over in the corner where I, I always sit, like at this table, you know, on a bar stool. Yeah. And uh, like a few minutes later, like, I guess like her, her, her husband and, and kid come in. Like all three of them. Sitting there, like no fucking masks, right? And like, I'm not gonna be the guy who's like, you know, you fucking mind? You know, I got my mask on. Yeah. And um, but I wasn't gonna be the guy who's like, you know, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. But still, but I kind of like looked back. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And then I look back a few minutes later, because there was a basketball game, and I'm just kind of like looking around, you know, like, if I look back, and I guess they, they noticed, and they all masked up, except for the mom. She still had, like, like she at least pulled up to her mouth, and her nose was still exposed as she was taking a nap. Nice. And I was, like, between that and, you know, we had gone food shopping earlier, and Nancy, like, Nancy complained. Like, we, we shop separately. Because, like, I go and get the stuff I need. Like, I buy my Gatorade, my milk, you know, my food for dinner for the week. Shit like that. Like, I, I get the stuff I need. Man. And, uh, like, I can get through the store because I know where everything I need is. <laughs> like, I can buy the same shit every fucking week. I can get through the store in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, Nancy... She's like, you know, I need this, you know, she, she, she moseys for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. You know, she wants to make sure she, you know, she has a list, but she's, you know, she's checking out, you know, asparagus and, you know, she's taking her time. I'm like, I ain't got time for that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm already in the car. Like I'm sitting in the car for about 20 minutes when she finally comes out bitching and complaining because the guy behind her was like right up on her like up on her ass yeah, yeah like to the point like she's standing in line and the guy behind her is touching her really yeah and like she turned around like do you mind sir can you back up yeah, yeah. and you know his his wife or girlfriend like stepped up to nancy like you know you talking to my man and she's like i need your man to back up yeah yeah you know I am practicing social distancing. I wish you would as well. Right, right, right. You know, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, 
are we that stupid? Like, or, or like, are we getting like that? Like, oh, there's a vaccine now. I'm not gonna worry about it. <laughs> right. Like honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I was, I was just, I was just surprised. Like it was like two instances of like, clearly, like you're not following the rules. No, I know. Believe me. You know, I, and just surprised the hell out of me. I see it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, You're it's, out a lot more than I am, but it still kind of took me aback just because I was like, "Wow, that's uh, hmm, okay." Yeah, every time I go into the gas station, I'm telling you in the morning. Yeah. Um, 75% of the people that go in that gas station don't wear masks. Yeah. And half the time, the employees aren't wearing their masks. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I know. I get what you're saying. <clears throat> dollar store is the same way. And then the workers at the dollar store are wearing a half mask. In. Yeah. They, their nose is always out of their mask. Yeah. Always. Constantly. Yeah. Just like, what's the point? Yeah. Why are no, you I, even I wearing it? Yeah, like, I agree. Like, it, it's, I get it. Like, I'll, you know, look, I will freely admit, you know, I have to wear a mask a grand total of 20 minutes a, a week. You right. know? You know, it, I go out, I go, I go food shopping. I'm back home. That's it. You know, so like, I can't imagine how hard it is to wear one for eight hours. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 like that can't be easy. I know you're used to it. I'm the wrong person to ask that. Yeah, I know uh, you're used to it. Um, and, I, and like, and like Nancy's at the point like where she's kind of like used to it too, but at the same time, and I'm, I'm sure you can attest to this, it's gonna feel good to take that fucking thing off your face. Oh, it does. You know, especially when you wear two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially then. So uh, like, what gets me is not it's not really the one. The one doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, I mean. I've done it better part of 20 years now. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that that part doesn't, I mean, that's all I do is wear a mask. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to kill anybody to fucking put on a mask for a couple hours while they go grocery shopping. Right. No, I agree with you. Considering they, I got to wear one sometimes 12 to 14 hours a day. Right. So I don't want to hear your bitching and moaning about wearing a mask. I right, don't. But I, I don't. I don't have any sympathy. Right. But I, I do like I, I do sympathize for somebody who's working an eight-hour shift. At, yeah. You know, at the grocery store. Like I, I get that, and I get where you know, you may it may slip or whatever. You know, I understand that. I, yeah. I don't. As long as you're making an effort. Right. You know, but you're right. Like I mean, it, it, it is the people who are like you know, defiantly. 
like like, like this 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 family, an entire family just sitting there, no mask in that waiting room, yeah. and like I would even like, I'll be honest, if I was probably in that room by myself, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Like the fact when I walked in and she didn't have a mask on, I was like, okay, I get it, but she made no attempt to put the mask on. Like, right. Once I'm in there with you, once we're sharing, even though we are like, I'm 10 feet from you, right. you know, you should still at least do the courtesy of, okay, there's somebody else in this waiting room with me. Let me put my mask on now. Like right. if I had been in there by myself, I would have done the exact same fucking thing. Right. You know what I mean? Cause I'm in there by myself. But like the second somebody else comes in, I'm like, okay, let me put my mask on. I'm sorry. I was alone, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I just wanted to make an observation about, you know, the human race at this point. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's just spreading so quickly. I, I just don't understand why people just can't mask up for a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. Just do your part. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I that's all I ask from people is just do their part. Have some common decencies for other human beings. Right. You know, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there is a vaccine, but the common core population is not going to get vaccinated probably till spring, late spring, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to run rampant. Now we have this new UK variant of this virus that's yeah highly way more contagious than the other one yeah so yeah i don't see a site in sight anytime soon no i don't either but at least you know i don't know just do your part yeah save a life seriously yeah, yeah I, I i mean it just like the cur- like the, you said, the courtesy aspect of it. Like, like I get, like you were in that waiting room alone, all by yourself. I understand that. I would have done the same thing. But the second I walked in there, you should have been putting your mask on. Yeah, but it goes beyond that, though. I mean, like, I mean, the person that just say you have it, you don't know you have it, and you give it to a person. And maybe it doesn't affect them, but then they take it home to their family, and it affects someone in their family. Right, exactly. So you're you're like indirectly responsible for someone else and possibly going to the hospital. Right. And how can you live with yourself? Right. No, I I agree with you. Like I I'm I serious. completely agree with you. Yeah. Like it, it drives me nuts, and like <laughs> I, I understand. Like it's like you said, you know, it, it just it, it was like one of those things that just it bothered me because I was like like I turned around like all three of them are just sitting there like you know. No mask on. I'm like, wow. This is where we're at. Yeah, it's where we're at. Yeah. So. And when I get my, you know, I have what? Three more days till I'm not, or three or four more days till I'm like 96% covered or 97% covered. Yeah. Guess what? I'm still going to wear a mask. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. I don't know if I could still carry it. I could be yeah. immune to it, but I don't know if I could still carry it. 
that's what I heard. Like the, I heard like people saying like if if you had the vaccine, you should still wear a mask because you could still possibly carry it. Right. But it doesn't affect you. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. It's just going to be a different world for a while. Yeah. I mean, just. I don't know. Just deal. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't know either. Let's go ahead and uh, dip our toe in the old mailbag. All right. Me, human. Now, as I'm sure anybody who listened to last week's show is aware, you know, it 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 took a shit on me. So we only got the first hour of the show. Oh, really? Yeah, I was pissed. Oh, it's part of what I, I like. On top of everything else that happened last weekend, like as I'm watching the Steeler game, I'm I'm trying to edit the show and I'm realizing the last half of the show is completely, you know, eating the shitter. <laughs> so on top of the Steelers losing and Nancy's yammering as I'm trying to do what I got to do, the next thing I have is, well, this just ate the shitter. Yeah, and I so I put like a thing at the top, and like Otter even like mentioned to me, like he texted me, he's like, "Man, you sound defeated when you get to the end of that thing." So I'm like, "I I hope you enjoy." You know, he's like, "Like man, man, you sounded defeated." I'm like, "Well, I was doing all this during the Steelers game." He's like, "Oh yeah, I get it now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So on top of everything else, I was dealing with that at the time. So I was like, "Fuck." Fuck. Yeah, so. So there were some emails last week. I'm skipping Thad's because Thad's from last week had no no real relevance. It's just a bunch of wiener jokes. Yeah. But um so we'll start off with with an email from our good friend the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Um, with his email from, I want I want to cover this because he, he covers a lot of good stuff and I think we can go back over it here. Um, he raised an hey Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. First off, if you hate Ray's storyline, you're a sexist. Come to grips with your Jesus, baby, full grown, whatever. <laughs> okay, I think he's saying that in jest, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who will tell me that. Now, Simadon, I'm not mad Luke showed up. I was so psyched I made the beef watch that scene because she gave up on the show. <laughs> I mean, she thinks there's a character named Hans Olo. Her opinion means dirt. But everything that comes out in in that but everything that comes out in that era, just saying, let's go nuts and go to a different era in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. First off, I'm disappointed in the beef. Okay. Just saying it. You know, giving, giving up on the. But then again, I'm disappointed in my dad because he did the same thing. Yeah. Big Chuck said, yeah, it's too much baby Yoda. I'm like, the fuck? Okay, old man. But. And I, I get your point, Otter. Like, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I want to see something in another era, you know, that 
they're doing this whole high republic thing with uh multiple forms of media which is taking place what like a thousand years before the the skywalker saga so yeah um I don't know if they're going to do anything from a movie or a TV. Like, I know there's one TV show supposed to, supposed to take place during that era. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I, I don't know. I, I, the problem becomes, and you encounter this with the prequels, Star Wars has such a distinctive look. Right. Like, especially with, like, the ships. That going back a thousand years and trying to create something that's unique of its own, but yet has looks Star Wars-y, I think is very hard to do. I agree. I I think they tried to do that in the, like you said, the prequels, and it just didn't. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do. Like, like especially when you get like Revenge of the Sith, and like, you know, they had the arc fighters that had like the little X foils that opened up, so it looked a little like an X wing, but it wasn't really an X wing. And you know, the 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 Jedi ships start fighters had like that. It had a look of a Tie fighter, but it wasn't really a Tie fighter. Like, it's a very hard thing to do. And well, then you had Amidala's ship that looked like something that we had never seen before in our lives. It was so smooth. Yeah. Do you remember remember how smooth and shiny oh, it was? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it looked out of place. It did. It looked way out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even like the, the Naboo Starfighter, which is a cool looking ship. Like I actually like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It looked out of place. It looked too smooth. Yeah. You know. Um It's almost like when they went into the future they went backwards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You don't want you don't want to have you don't want to pull something like that off. Yeah, but yet like they they figured that out by the time they got to Revenge of the Sith, and so like like a lot of the ships in that looked a little bit more, again for lack of a better term, looked a little bit more Star Warsy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I think if you're going back a thousand years, or if you're going forward a hundred years, I think it's it's I think, it's, I think it would be easier to go forward 100 years and evolve the technology than it would be to go back 1,000 years and de-evolve the technology. Right. Go back 1,000 years and Wampas are having conversations. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so like... I, I mean, I... I so, but I agree with you to, to, the, to this extent. Like, I would like to see something in a different era, but at the same time, I do like things taking place in this era. I just, you know... And I understand that, the, you know, you, you paint yourself into a corner a little bit where that had to be Luke that answered the call. Yeah. But, like, that's the last, that's the only connection to the Skywalker saga I want this to have. Any of this. The Ahsoka series, the uh, the, the Mandalorian season three, the, the, the Cara Dune series, none of it. I, I, that's, you know. That's the only time we see Luke, really. Yeah. You know, I don't need to see Luke ever again. It was cool. I loved it. How you doing? Keep, keep it moving. Yeah, don't beat that dead horse. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So the otter continues. Sean, you always want a wiener dog. Boy, do I have a deal for you. A wiener dog, and I'll buy you a fucking Rockaway pizza for nothing. Just take this shit off my hands. <laughs> wow. Seriously, I like big dogs. I grew up with the wiener dogs because my mom loved them. Whilst Beaver and I were living in sin, for which I have repented, we always discussed getting a dog. After much negotiation, we settled on a boxer. We didn't pull the trigger, but when I got married to Beaver, as a wedding present to me, she told me she bought me a boxer. That dog was and will always be my best friend. I'm sure that'll be sad to hear this. <clears throat> I sent um, mostly because of my attitude and prickly nature. My only friends are forced to read emails I send them on, on a show. The other one is equally prickly and has his own show. And the other one is a filthy degenerate, which we won't mention. <laughs> Got lucky, and that boxer ended up being a 70-pound house cat. That dope would climb up on the backrest of a couch and lay there like a cat. Remy was a solid, awesome dog. I only met him a couple times, but he's a definition of a great big dog and reminded me a bunch of my old bud. Yeah, he was a good dog. R.I.P. Remy. <laughs> I feel like people can't don't train little dogs because they can control them. While I'm training this little sausage like it's a pit bull. No jokes. I want the first Napoleon complex dog that'll listen. Always working with your dog for the first year pays dividends for your life and theirs. I agree. I agree with that statement. I feel people who own little dogs don't take the time to properly train them. Yeah. You're right. They don't want to let them out of the house because they can be taken away by a hawk. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. Nancy's mother had that fucking chihuahua. She she was afraid to let that dog out because she was like, well, there are hawks. Like That was literally what she said. I'm like, I get it. It's a chihuahua. It's a small dog. But, you know, I think you can fight off a hawk. Oh, wow. Uh, I was like, she was having none of that shit. Yeah, yeah. A little little fucker pissed everywhere. <laughs> Otter continues. So when the quarantine started last year, everyone was talking about the stand. They were talking about the stand with Stephen King's best work. So I started reading that monstrosity. Well, God bless you, sir. Which led me to me and the beef to watching the miniseries. So I'm pretty fresh on it and was looking forward to biting the bullet and getting CBS All Access. Then I looked up the newsstand on IMDb and the reviews were atrocious. I guess they went nuts and did flashbacks and all kind of low attention span millennial bullshit in the first couple of episodes. Well, you guys have made me feel a bit better, but now I'm thinking I'll wait till it's a complete and try to finish off the show in one week with the free trial. I want to give it a shot and give you the old otter breakdown. Okay. I figure it'll be the last, at least 
10 months it'll be yeah i figure it'll be in the the last 10 months i have done all three the biggest difference i've noticed in the books and the miniseries was a combination of rita and nadine or amber heard and heather graham if you prefer the first miniseries combined the characters and result removed the kid joe or at least limited joe to a point i don't remember him i was stalking imdb imdb while reading it to kind of get a feel for the characters from the miniseries and this new cast, new show via casting. This new show changed a gender or gender identity, at least, of one of the second tier characters and a couple of characters' races, which is expected and cool. One casting I didn't like is Greg Kinnear. He is too young looking and fit for the character he is supposed to play. But I'll give it a break and, and watch it and try to do the Otter Game of Thrones as breakdown when I see it, if you boys care. Sure. Maybe a three-way Skype call after the end. Nice. Shut up, Thad. Three-way is a legit term. Yes. And we'd love to have this. Yeah. Especially since you've read the book recently. Like, it's been 30 years since I read the book. Right. And I ain't going back to that monstrosity. <laughs> you know, so... Um, I guess I should contribute something at, to my favorite shows since new super fans are jockeying for favor by getting our girlfriends involved. That's true. I mean, we do we do hand out that title like it's candy. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, this is getting long. Oh well. So <laughs> you need to read Doctor Sleep. I like the Stephen Weber Shining. Um as well uh jack nicholson's movie is great as a standalone but doesn't stand up to the source material as well we all know how i love source material so last year like i mentioned i started with the stand then i went to a king rabbit hole when i was younger i had read green mile and it was just chapter one movie came out and that was it i thought it was amazing just the last few years i have found my stride reading novels it helps me fall asleep knowing somewhere nearby that is lurking. Well, that is true. He is nearby lurking in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Peeping in on you. Pooping in your lawn. That's right. Um, anywho, I went from the stand to the shining in the doctor's sleep. Beaver jumped on at shining sleep. She raved about the doctor's sleep book. The movie is hot shit to the book. No nuggets. Dr. Sleep is an amazing book paired with The Shining. You can't go, well, I saw The Shining, I will read Sleep. No, they consume together. Spoiler, the continuation of Danny's story in the battle with alcoholism is amazing. And as a movie, Sleep missed on a bunch of connections. Not to mention the fucking hotel burned down. It's gone. It was always gone. Coppola kept it up. And caused a bunch of monoliths getting placed in a bunch of places. <laughs> well, I would love to expand, but it's silly how much the movie missed the mark. We all love Ewan, but that movie missed the boat so much. More than Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, Ian, I said more than Jurassic Park. Take the time and read the book or listen to the book or get the PS5 game of the book. Whatever the kids are doing nowadays. 
read The Shining, then read Doctor Sleep. No kidding. Doctor Sleep is my favorite King novel so far. Now, cue the music. Hey, I started the Dark Tower series. Good God, man. I know. I know. Like, I'm gonna read the shot. I'm gonna read this the stand. Like, you know, a book it's twice the size of the Bible. And I'm gonna go to the Dark Tower. <laughs> I'm in the middle of book four, Sean. Is the Edris album movie based on the first book or so? I never saw it. I don't want a junk half-assed movie ruining the the end of the entire series, but I would love to see how some stuff shaped on the screen. This shit should be a Netflix series. Well, that's what people have always said. Yeah. Well, that should satisfy the one person who likes my emails for a while. It's me, Otter. Well, I will tell you, Otter. I I, I will um, advise you of this. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I know it combined. Like I read something on IMDb, like where it basically combines bits of certain books, but it's not based on one particular book. Right. So I I would say could finish reading the series, and once you've done that in a couple of years, then go back and watch the movie, and you'll find out it's apparently a. I mean, for me as somebody who didn't even who's never read. The Dark Tower series, it was a lump of shit. Yeah. You know, so for somebody who's watched the Dark Tower series, I'm sure it's going to be a giant steaming turd. Yeah. You know. So. Next up, we have an email from Justin. Oh, sweet. Birthday boy from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, cool. Justin writes in, hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey, Justin, the birthday boy writing in here. Nice. Firstly, thank you for the birthday wishes. To some, 40 may seem old. Oh, jeez. I'm burping and trying to read at the same time. For some, 40 may seem old, but when asked, I always say, not me. I'm in my prime. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. For me, 40 was the end of my prime. (laughs) (laughs) All downhill from there. Um, Secondly, you are correct about having a damn fine woman in Angela. Couldn't have gotten luckier on that front. No, you couldn't have. I mean, she took the time to find out who the fuck we were. Yeah, right. You know? I mean, I pity Angela for that. I'm I'm not quite sure what kind of work she had to do, but, (laughs) you know, God bless her. Yeah. I came across your podcast while searching for a Penguins podcast to listen to during our Stanley Cup run in early 2017. Wow, that's uh, that's missing the mark right there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, of the Pens, uh, boy, those first two games sucked. Yeah. Ugh, that defense is horrible. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I, I I mean I just caught bits and pieces like I didn't get to watch it either I was working both days I'm gonna watch the game yeah. tomorrow yeah but I mean from what I saw I mean you know people are like you know it's always the case like oh the goalie sucks Jari sucks we made a mistake you know we should have kept Murray <laughs> and I and you you can put some of the blame on Jari sure but man when your defense blows like that 
<laughs> you know. Yeah. They're going to Patrick get Law is not stopping all those shots. No, nah, you're right. There's you know. Nowhere. So I'll continue with with Justin's. Uh, so I don't remember the specific episode, but I subscribed immediately as your discussions brought back nostalgia of my youth, hanging out with friends, having spirited conversations about the topics of the day. It was a time before everyone had a screen in front of them and an argument or point trying trying to be made could go on all night. Those were the days. Yes, they were. Hanging out in dirty basements, sitting on cinder blocks or broken couches. <laughs> broken couches. Yeah, like, fucked up. Like, like, yeah, my parents gave me this cash for in the basement. You know, there's a reason. That fucking thing is fucked up. I'm yeah. sitting on the floor. There's an animal in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason this was given to you. Yeah, this was given to him in the foot of the basement for him and his friends. Yeah. yeah they weren't trying to make us comfortable. Yeah. This is a woods couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've sat in better couches in the woods. That's right. <laughs> Every time I sit on your couch, it's a spring right in my asshole. <laughs> right. Every no matter how I position myself, that spring finds its way to my whole my, my buckeye. Yeah, right. You know. How is that possible? You tell me. Um I haven't called Pittsburgh home for almost 15 years now, but I'll always be a Yinzer at heart. You guys remind me of that once a week. Nice. Keep up the good work. I'll be listening, Justin. Well, Justin, well, anytime you. you need a reminder of, of your hometown, just let me know, and I'll send you some Isleys. Yeah. And <laughs> pictures of our, our woods couch. Yeah. <laughs> Where we also hit our porn. <laughs> right. Was that not, like... In I, the middle again, right. yeah. This is a generation that doesn't understand this, like these this younger kids, because... But, like, there was... Something amazing about like like going through the woods and like finding somebody's porn stash in a log. <laughs> I that never happened to me. It never happened to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it was constant. Like you'd be like, you like hang you hang out in the woods and somebody like, what's that in that log? You like pull out there's like a couple of dirty magazines. <laughs> like holy shit, that woods porn, you <laughs> know. And some rope and some bones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like like somebody had like the bright idea, like they're gonna hide their porn stash, like in the woods. <laughs> like, I can't take it home. Mom's always in my room. She's gonna find it. I I, need, I know. I'll hide it in this this old log. In the woods, nobody will find this. Nice. Never happened to you. Nah. Wow. Wow, yeah. I feel like it's a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. So we have to, we'll, we'll, send, we'll send you some eyes, least Chip Tam, pictures of our woodscotch, you know, what we drank. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like drinking in the woods. And some woods porn. So that, that brings us to uh, this week's email from Thad. 
Who are my two favorite hosts who like to dress up as one in vision? You guessed it. Sean is the bitch in this one. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I probably have a rack the same as uh, Elizabeth Olsen. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say this because I don't know if it's a, a spoiler or not. And knowing Thad, you never know. So I'm not saying it. Okay. But he said he does seem to be enjoying WandaVision. That's good. I love the picture Nancy posted of her pussy on Facebook this week. What a nice pussy she's got there, Sean. It, for clarification purposes, this is a picture of Sabine being cute. Sean, are your pussies getting along yet? Well, to answer that question, no. Really? Really. And it's Ahsoka at this point. Like Sabine's kind of gotten over it. Like it, it, she's gotten to a point where she's like, okay, I live in this house. There are two other cats. One of them seems to be defective somehow, so I'm just going to leave him alone. But she seems like she could be fun. Speaking of Ahsoka. Yeah. Well, Ahsoka is like, you know, I tried to be nice to you at first. You were mean to me. I'm being mean now. And like, you know, and so, like I'm even at the point where like I'm trying to get them to like get along. So like I'll just let Sabine in my bedroom. Oh, Ahsoka just like, and Ahsoka like goes full Obi Wan Kenobi and goes to the high ground. And if you <laughs> get them anywhere near each other, Ahsoka hisses. Really? Yeah. Now, I will say like I think it was Friday night. I was holding Sabine, Nancy was holding Ahsoka, and we had them about a foot away from each other, and mm-hmm. they started sniffing each other, and then Ahsoka hissed. So there was some progress. Like I felt like happy with that, but mm-hmm. overall, it's you know, to quote the great Jerry Reed, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. <laughs> you know. Um. Hey, Sean, way to eat mailed in just like the Steelers. At least the Steelers, at least the Steelers can finish a whole game while you quit the podcast halfway through. Yeah. Sean, better to have Cobra Kai blow you away than to have Ian do it. <laughs> I laugh when I hear you two talk about how Cobra Kai is the greatest thing since Ian got the fleshlight. <laughs> wow. I've been telling you two dorks that for three years but sometimes i sometimes have good stuff to say i actually have 100 good stuff to say you just don't read it all well first off i never doubted that the show was good based upon your reviews okay thad it's just the problem was i wasn't spending money for youtube plus or whatever the fuck it was right you know there was nothing else on there that interested me whatsoever so I wasn't going to spend the money for for their premium service. Right. Yeah. You know? And I stand by that decision because now it's on Netflix. <laughs> um, I watched part one of the Tiger Woods documentary. Damn, Tiger's dad was the Joe Jackson of golf. <laughs> and the pimp of the ladies. Tiger's mom was pretty mean also. She used to call Phil Mickelson the hefty lefty. That is awesome. Phil's an asshole anyway. I will call 
the douche turd hefty lefty from now on. Wow. I, I, I will admit, I saw this was on HBO, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a backlog of stuff now I'm trying to get through. <laughs> I have a Harry Potter question. Where did Haggard poop? I'm going to assume he had some sort of magical toilet that, you know, took that shit away. <laughs> yeah. Poopiest, flushiest, you know, and it, you know. Right in RTDT's mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to another dimension. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the room of necessity. <laughs> It's time for America's new favorite segment. What is Tim's wiener up to this week? This week, Tim sent me, sent me a picture of his tiny wiener in a bow. His wiener is so cute wearing that big bow. I just want to get in there and give his wiener a kiss on the head. <laughs> that ain't no Minoc. <laughs> <laughs> Take that how you will, America. Take yeah. that how you will. Tune in next week. To see what Tim's wiener is up to. All right, time to go. I need to prepare myself for another podcast release where only half of it makes it to download. <laughs> you know what, motherfucker? You think this is so goddamn easy, you do it. Son of a bitch. Finally, we have a... Uh, an email from our good friend, the superfan Stork, oh. via the Besotted Geek Podcast. Sweet. Stork writes in, hey, what's up, PNP? Hey. I just wanted to get Papa Nerd's take on the Army Hammer situation, in case he tries to skirt the issue in the main show. So... First off, I was not going to skirt the issue, but based upon your email, I decided to wait to bring it up until now. So for those who don't know, first off, I have two major man crushes. One being Army Hammer and the other being Matt Bomer. Yeah. Well, apparently this week, some direct messages that Army Hammer has been, has been sending to some woman were leaked where apparently he is talking about drinking blood, eating hearts out of dead animals, and and basically being a cannibal on top of all sorts of other sick shit. <laughs> now, of course, Mr. Hammer says this is all a bunch of bullshit. Um, I feel... Our stance is we will believe the accuser, but at the same time hope that the accused is falsely accused. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to, like, I, I don't know anything about Army Hammer's personal life at all. Like, I never, I just like him as an actor. Okay. And, Yes, reading this stuff was disturbing to, to see, and I, I was shocked by it. 
and um, I I hope he's being falsely accused. I I you know I'm not going to take a side <laughs> per se, but um, clearly, if these accusations prove accurate, the endorsement of this podcast will be uh, quickly removed, and we will uh, release a statement on that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, that's all I can say. I, you know, yes, I had a man crush on the man, and no, I don't want him to eat my still beating heart. Yeah. Okay. I think that's uh Matt Bomer, on the other hand, still clean as a whistle. Yeah. Um, Otter or Stork continues. I'm sorry. In light of this. What superhero slash villain would you cast him as? Too bad Morbius is taken. Maybe the Wendango in a Wolverine movie. Um, I would still cast him as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at this time I'm not casting him in anything based upon the current accusations that have been levied against Mr. Mr. Hammer. And uh, until uh, co- investigation has been completed, we will have no further uh, endorsement <laughs> of Mr. Hammer or his acting abilities. I thought season three of Discovery was the weakest one yet, but still good overall and ended on a high note. I'm excited to see Burnham finally get to the captain's chair and where the series will go from here. But we're all actually more excited for the Pike show, right? Well, I am, yes. I'm, I'm very, I mean, I'm excited. Again, we, we just discussed this. You know, we think the Star Trek's, you know, going in the right direction under CBS and Universal currently. Or Paramount, right. excuse me. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I can't wait to see Anson Mount as Captain Pike again. Yeah, I think I think that'll be a good show. And and they're gonna and they're saying that they're gonna that's gonna be more episodic, which is fine by me, as long as it's telling yeah. good stories, as long as it's still yeah. fun to watch. Like, I don't want it to get bogged down in Star Trek minutia. Right. But I just want it to be a fun show that I tells will. good Star Trek stories. It'll be good. Yeah, I, I mean, Ensign Mount was phenomenal on Discovery. I know. And I all think one, fine. I think it'll be fun to see the Enterprise on the screen again. Yeah. Like, in all, in all honesty, like, you know, it's a funny thing to say, but I love that ship. <laughs> I do, like... There are, there, it, it, I, I understand, like, but there are like iconic ships, like the Enterprise is one, the Millennium Falcon is one, um, you know, a Star Destroyer is one, the Galactica is one. Like, there, there are ships like you just look at them and you know what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. That's Blossom. Well, yeah. What was the name of this ship? Um, Did it have a name? It did, yeah. It was a um I can't remember. 
Anyway, keep going. But uh, <laughs> Gunstar. Gunstar. Yeah, it was a Gunstar. It was a Gunstar. Yeah. But um, but the Enterprise is like one of those ships that like, especially like like I, I I'm more of a fan of like the the motion picture version with the the square in the cells and you know, but like the OG version, the re like the the JJ Prize version even like I, there's something about like. You can manipulate it. You can make small changes to it, but overall, it's still the same looking ship. Right. And she's a beauty. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, 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 and that's a funny thing to say. I know, but like I, I, it's just an iconic ship design. That like, no matter how you manipulate it or change it, it's still this that ship. And right. it always will be, you know. So. So like I can't wait to see the Enterprise back on the screen because right. I love that ship. I'm looking forward to both of your thoughts on Doom Patrol. Uh, Stork continues. It's weird as hell, but I really liked the characters and replacing whoever that was in the Titans as the chief with the great Timothy Dalton was a huge upgrade. Yeah, it was. You watched Doom Patrol? Yeah. Okay, I got. I still have to. That's on my list of shit I have to watch. Yeah, you need to. You need to start it. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm. In, I'm in like. Uh, coming up on episode. I want to say six, seven. Okay. I'm like right in there on the first yeah. season. Yeah. Man, is it good? And Brendan Fraser's really good in it. Yeah. Like, it's shocking. Like, you know, it's always hit or miss with him. Yeah. Um, but I like him in this. Yeah. Even though it's just his voice. Um, you know what I mean? Right, but still, um, a, a voice acting can be, in, like, integral. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I just, I really like it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all in on the characters. Yeah. Um, it's gritty. It's dirty. It's foul mouth. It's bloody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, I just, I like it. I like this direction that yeah. they're taking with this stuff. Like on more of an adult level. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. And I can't praise it enough. I, it's it's a really good series. Yeah. I'm, like I'm, 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 uh, maybe I'll, I'll delve into that this week then. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's just, it's just really good. It just, I don't know. Wait till yeah. you see it. I, I think you'll like it. Well, I, I think I will too. Like I've been, I, it's something that like, I wanted to watch, and like I just got kind of sidetracked with other shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, do, in my back of my mind, I'm like, well, you got to watch Doom Patrol. You know, you know, you, you know, you want to watch that. And yeah. so it's kind of, it's kind of like been in the back of my mind. I need to watch it. So I, I, I just need to sit down and like get to it. Yeah, I mean when you when you hear <laughs> when you hear him say what the fuck, it's yeah. just it's just so real. Yeah, I, it's as unbelievably real as it isn't. Yeah, um, the way they talk and everything like that, it just it it becomes very real. Yeah, it's like normal, and yet not. I don't know. You have to watch. 
Yeah. And, you know, the great Timothy Dalton is always a, a treasure. <sighs> yeah. And what's his name? He's playing negative, man. Um, Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer. Yeah. That's but another reason one, I want to watch. Yeah, but each one has their storyline. And it's just, they've done a really good job of, of explaining these storylines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and so it makes you feel for the characters. They've done a very good job with it. I feel the same way about Titans. So, yeah. Yeah. So Stuart continues. I thought Titans was pretty good, actually. I'm a big Raven fan, so I like the first season was a lot, and I thought they got the characters right overall. The second season was good, too, and Deathstroke was a badass. Even better than the Arrow version. Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I wanted to argue this. I wanted to like, I wanted to defend the Arrow version, but I really liked the version of Deathstroke and Titans in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the actor who portrayed him, the way he was portrayed. Like, I, I, it was really well done. I thought, and you know, as much as I liked the version in Arrow, this version was better. I, I'm, I can't deny that. I wish they had a bit better wardrobe slash special effects budget. That's the main thing holding it back from stuff like Daredevil or The Boys, in my opinion. And Beast Boy needs to turn into more than just a damn tiger. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Um, and I, I agree with you to an extent. Like, I, I, I think... I, I, I I'll always say like I, the hardest job in show business is being the wardrobe creator for a superhero show or movie right because we the fans have a very distinct vision of what we want the characters to look like in our heads um and that's very hard to translate sometimes into real life and make it work um i agree i i think that that said um like I, I thought when, by the time you got to the end of, of Titan season two and you finally saw the Nightwing costume, I thought that was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, I like the Robin suits that they that they did. I thought they were cool. But I get your point to a certain extent. Like some of the other like I, I even thought they did a good job of making Hawk and Dove look look good. I like their suits a lot. I thought they were they were they were true to the comic books. Yeah. Um you know Donna Troy that's hit or miss, you know. Yeah. Um so like I think overall I I think they did a good job for what they, they could do with the suits. Um, I, I think like with Starfire, that if you look at her comic book version, that's really hard to do in real life and like make it not make her not look like a stripper. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I think they did a very good job of interpreting Raven and making the look work. Cause if you look at her in the comic books and, and cartoons, 
again, that's just not going to work in real life. Right, right. But I, I thought overall they did a really good job with the the show. And uh, again, like I'm looking forward. Like I need to sit down and watch Doom Patrol. Yeah, you gotta do it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for uh, for the mailbag. Okay. Anything you like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. You can send us an email like these fine folks have, and that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really easy to find. And uh, remember, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and you find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough for enjoying our hijinks and or shenanigans, whichever it is that you, you like. <laughs> and so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>